25th Sunday in the Ordinary Time, my homily. We have been having strikes and labor unrest lately. We have seen labor unrest all over the world now. We have viewed it in televisions. We have read it in the newspapers. Much more in social media. And I think last summer while going to Delnor Hospital to have a sick visit and anointing, I've seen people having strike. A strike is a one way of voicing out their concern for the unjust labor practice of a company or even the government. The Sunday's Gospel relates about what appears like a labor unrest. The workers who were hired in the morning complained and protested that they were paid the same wage as those hired in the afternoon. A gross injustice, they complained. But is it really so? Legally, there is no injustice because the deal was covered by a personal contract. There was a mutual agreement between the workers and employer on the wage. Did we not agree on one denarius or a daily wage? The parable shows the owner to be both just and generous. He is just to the first workers and generous to those who were hired later. Yet, like the first workers, we have every reason to feel uncomfortable about the whole arrangement. Something is wrong. In business, one doesn't work out this way. Otherwise, he would be courting strikes and unrest among his regular employees. What Christ is saying in effect is that God is kind, merciful, and generous, much more than any human being can ever be. As initiated in the first reading, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. In life, we can, like the first workers in the parable, feel envious about people who are good-looking, more intelligent, more gifted than we. In this case, it's not a question of how many, but how one uses those gifts. For instance, you may be a genius, but if you use your intelligence to cheat and swindle, then no doubt, you are misusing God's gift. Or sometimes, we may be tempted to complain of the good fortune of others who care nothing about God, while we who work hard trying to be good are lagging behind. We may claim to be better off morally, yet they are better off than us financially, socially, and in every natural way. Or every now and then, we hear about the deathbed conversion of someone who has lived a pretty wild life, and perhaps we are moved to feel that it is simply not fair. We try to live as good Christians, and somebody comes along, and in a few minutes, make peace with God, and goes to heaven, as the good thief on the cross did. Envy creeps in, and then we feel bad and think that God is unfair. God is unjust. We treat God as if He's unsearable to us for what He does with His gifts. But we cannot dictate on God. We are mere creatures at His mercy and loving kindness. If God wants to be overly generous with such people, that is His business. He is as if saying, I am free 
to do as I please. I am not. We have no right to complain. After all, nothing has been taken away from us. Instead of complaining or looking around green-eyed at what gifts others have, we should be grateful to God for the blessings we possess. More importantly, we should compensate what we lack by excelling those we have already. There's a story published in, our, in one book, Our Daily Bread, about Roger Kearns. He was a young husband and a father with a promising future. But one day, his future collapsed when an auto accident left him paralyzed from the chest down. He was so helpless as to depend on, depend on someone to comb his hair. What is more painful is that his friends soon deserted him. Then his wife divorced him. At 20, that was hard for me to take, Kearns reflected, and at times I wanted to end it all. Then Kearns met a therapist who was himself disabled. He told him to end the pity party and get on with life. He came to realize one important thing. His real disablement was not his physical condition, but his negative attitude. <clears throat> with a new perspective, this basable man patiently undertook long and painful therapy so he could at least use his hands. Because of that, Kearns became university student majoring in math and communication and finished it with flying colors. My dear friends, instead of despair and blaming God about his misfortune, he rose above his adversities and excelled in the abilities he still had. Somehow, we are all like Roger Kearns, effective, imperfect. Instead of indulging in self-pity and complaining about over lack of talents, we can improve on those we already have. And unlike the workers in Christ's story, we would do well to stop parping and grumbling and concentrate on how we can rise from our adversities and deficiencies. My dear brothers and sisters, the truth is, we receive many good fortunes including those we are not worthy of because God overpays us with His gifts and blessings. So instead of complaining, we must be thankful for God's incomparable and limitless generosity and goodness. More importantly, especially in these times when materialism is pervasive, let us think of blessings not just in material or financial terms. Think the many troubles and problems that God has spared us even if we deserve them because of our wicked ways. Those are blessings too, maybe even more important than things and money. God will always provide. Deus provideabit. May God bless us all. Amen.